Hello, this is The Freelancer's Friend. Welcome back if you're a regular listener and hello and greetings if this is your first time. I'm your host, Victor Taylor, and this podcast is all about helping freelancers to gain and enjoy lasting success. Subscribe and leave a review if you can and or a comment below if you're watching on YouTube and please share the podcast with your freelancer friends. About this episode, changing from a, an employed or contracted position is a big decision of course and Justin Peterson who's on the show today spent many years as a full-time contracted freelancer in the radio industry but eventually decided to change things and go it alone as a freelance DJ leading to performing all over the world. He doesn't regret the move at all, his life and career is now a lot more rewarding In this episode he chats about all this and has some advice from his experiences including thoughts on marketing yourself and other practical considerations. Hopefully you'll gain some inspiration or insights if you're wondering about or or maybe you're fearful of taking the leap or going, going it alone as a freelancer. Welcome Michael, thanks for joining us. You You freelanced in the radio industry for 20 years, but things changed in radio and you decided to become an international DJ. Could you tell us about your journey in the past three years and why it was worth making the jump from full-time work? I think, yeah, making a jump um, three years ago was a big jump, but it's been fun. Uh, The journey started in just before 2016, or just towards the end of it. I uh, had met a friend dancing a dance called West Coast Swing. And um, he kind of said, you collect music, right? And I go, yeah. Do you fancy DJing? I went, okay, I can give it a try. And he invited me to uh, his event. Uh, all on my own dime, by the way. And there's a, a lot of dime because it was like very last minute flights and very last minute hotel rooms. And um, I remember being told by the DJ, don't screw this up. I can't use the precise language he used because I'm not going to swear. And um, and I ended up DJing for longer than was uh, supposed to. And this guy called Nicholas, who lives in Zurich, took me on and invited me to a few other events. And he kind of trained me how to become a, a West Coast Swing DJ. Just to sort of note, West Coast Swing's a dance. I'm not going to try and explain it to Victor because it will bore everyone to death. Just Google it sometime. And I'm not like a Vici or Skill Rex who played to masses of people. I'm kind of playing to crowds of 1,500 maximum down to 200. And um, there's other DJs on the scene as well that are doing it, not just me. And um, that's been my sort of sort of roller coaster. In the last two years, I think I've done 34 to 50 events, and mainly at weekends. So when everyone's going out, I'm happily working. And I say happily because I'm really enjoying it. And it's been a heck of a journey, and one that has been wonderful for me. And um, I've embraced a whole new community. I've grown as a person. So, yeah something that jumping from a full-time job into this was definitely not a regret. But how scary was it for you when you first started? (laughs) Um, It was scary because when you're asked to DJ in front of 200 people, you have no idea who they are. There's a bunch of staff at these events as well um, who are all very sort of, they're well noted in their own businesses. It's, um... It's really bizarre because lots of things happen. Uh, people are talking to you. You're trying to set up your music. And 
I remember quitting the job and telling my boss, hey, this seems to be taken off for me. And um, I thought, crikey, I'm, I'm alone in doing this. And I just kept doing it. What became scary is when you start negotiating sort of for flights to be covered and uh, because I have to fly easy to Europe or further afield. Uh, then you're asking for your food to be covered, hotel rooms to be covered. And you get into that area going, okay, how are we going to cover it? What days are you going to be there? Uh, are you covering the taxi to and from? It's all the little logisticky bits. And then having to work out kind of what slots you're going to be playing. Are you playing like early in the morning? Because most of our events start at seven in the evening, go through to seven in the morning. You're all a bit crazy in this dance scene. And um, having to work all the logistics around it, that's the scary bit. Actually, the DJing bit I'm well prepared for because I know I can do it and I know I can give a good set. But it's, it's managing all that, managing where you're going to sleep. It's more the bits outside around the DJ. It's more scary than actually doing it. Hmm. Are there any particular steps you took to overcome any fears or anxiety you may have had when you were getting all this going? Yeah, I think I want to stay organised. I think that's the huge one. Um, I just remember the first thing I did was, okay, um, I have all these things like flight emails coming in. I need to stay on top of them. So I think what I did was I just started getting on top of organisation. And as I continued to do it, basically that was the thing I had to learn to juggle. So the minute I arrived home from the airport on the Monday, Sunday or Monday, I may have been tired, but I figured if I got it done now, I don't have to worry about it till next weekend. So all the receipts were filed. And yeah, filing is a huge thing. Um, all the emails for next week's flight were done. Just getting on top of that paperwork. And I think in any business, you have to accept that there's going to be paperwork. Getting the receipts filed, checking what I've spent that weekend, uh, I use a prepay card for travel, so checking what I've spent on that. Um, checking in with anyone, this is huge, checking in with anyone that may have contacted me and going, hey, Justin, I want to chat to you about working at our event. Can you drop me an email? Can you drop me a Facebook? Can you drop me a tweet? They will contact you in any way possible, and you have to be flexible for that. And then I think the other thing I got in on top of is time management. I was horrendous for time. I'd come from a background in radio and TV where... Time and money are everything. If you are on air at 10 past six, you are on air. And I think I got a bit lazy when I got out of that, so I had to get back on top of that time management. So I like uh, turn it into a radio schedule. Like, okay, quarter past, it's receipt time. A half past, it's contact the client time. And I think that was really huge. I turned everything into a game. That's how my brain works. If it's a game, it's more fun. Yeah, that's how I got on top of the stress and anxiety. And uh, sleep. That's actually one thing I didn't mention in the first sort of thing is sleep is huge do it a lot when you can um you won't regret it i get a good eight hours now every day and it's transformed my life and um i will tell you that any big business expert i chat to my podcast um will state sleep somewhere in the interview sleep is huge and if you're having trouble getting on top of it research it learn it um and it, if this is in function, you work a lot better as well. So, yeah, Victor, that's one thing I'd definitely big up. Uh, and, and so being organised and knowing exactly where you are mm. is a huge part of getting rid of any fears that you might have. 
I think for a lot of people, um, they look at their job, which is all looked after for them. You know, they get the little pay packet, their tax man's paid, uh, they're managed, they're, they're accountable to performance goals or whatever. I think they call them KPIs or something. Um, then you're suddenly, well, I can get up at 10 o'clock now, I don't have to get the train at 8, I don't have to commute into the city or down the road. It just gives you some discipline. Um, I'm not saying you have to be rigid, but you need to have some kind of structure in place to know where it's going. Um, you have to know when, in my DJing, when to prepare the music, when to look for new music. That's the biggest part of it. So keep the balance of running the business while also keeping top of the game. Because, as I've said many times before to many people, you're hired because of what you're good at. You're not hired because you're really good at admin. That just helps. Um, your cake or the icing to your cake is basically you're brilliant as a DJ, a podcaster, a YouTuber, uh, making great products. You may be selling makeup. Do that and the other bit will come. You may have to be on a learning period, but don't be so hard on yourself to go, oh, no, I have to learn admin in three days. No, you don't. Just be cool about it. It's going to come with time. Oh, Justin just said about sleep. I have to learn to sleep. No, 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 don't. Don't try and do everything at once. Break it all down. Never be afraid to do things slowly. Crikey, you didn't become a great makeup artist overnight. You didn't become a great po podcaster overnight. You didn't become a great DJ overnight. No one's an overnight success. They had to work for it. No one becomes thin overnight. Crikey, if I could do that, I'd be mega rich. People have to work at their diets and everything. I'm not, I know I'm staying a cliche here, but when you jump into freelancing, don't be afraid. It's going to take time to get used to the whole, oh, it's 11 o'clock and I'm still in bed. That's fine. Just remember, you have to also do that. Just start slowly and build into it. Don't try and lose the weight immediately. Just work it off. Same with freelancing. Get into it and enjoy it. It's the same with employed work or any kind of job that you start. You need to ease yourself into it and get used to yeah. it. Even if you know what you're doing to begin oh. with, you need to adjust. Yeah. Mm. I'm assuming that you never regret going alone as a DJ. Uh, would you ever go back to full-time employment? I think there's some nice perks with full-time employment. I mean, you know, there's everything sorted for you. You know, you turn up for work, your workplace there. You just have a canteen or you go out and get some food. Yeah, great, wonderful. Um, I'll put it down to this for anyone sort of on that precipice between freelancing and, and full-time work. It was happiness for me. And that's the one thing in life we tend to take for granted. Um, I was getting up at 4.15 in the morning. Uh, having to take a long ass journey into work and it was grinding but then i was also finishing my job and then getting straight on a plane or a train to go and dj somewhere but i looked more forward to getting on the plane and commuting i don't know two three four hour flight or a long train ride to go and dj than i was going to work so that was the point that i haven't regretted and I make my own timetable between events. I mean, yes, I can't DJ during COVID. And I've done a few remote sets. But to be fair, I'm still happy now. I know I don't have to get up in the morning and go to work and go, oh. Mm -hmm. I go, hey, I get to go and look for music. I've spent a lot of this time just being creative in other mm. areas of music and learning how to use my DJ equipment. Mm. Um, so never regret it. And 
I'm the happiest I've been in my 43 years of being alive. Like, I'm not regretting the radio part. I'd never poo-poo radio because it, it made me the person I am. But, yeah, it's pretty cool to sort of work for yourself. Yeah, I'm smiling as I say mm. it, so I'm really happy mm. doing it. So even so, is there anything that's really bad that's happened? Or what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you since you started as a DJ? <laughs> I... um had to go and meet my team in france my my business manager is based in in france um this is now by the way obviously when i first started have a business manager i had to go and meet obviously some of my accounts team as well so we all went to paris and it was the week before a dance event and i was sitting in a coffee shop that i shall not name and um one of my bags got stolen Firstly, just when you're sitting in a busy coffee shop, just hold on to your bag, put it around your foot or something. It's a common thing, apparently. Um, my passport was stolen. It was a week before an event, and we couldn't find it. Thankfully, I didn't lose any of my laptops or my phones or my, my cards because they're all on me, just, the la just my passport. So I now carry my passport on me at all times. But anyway, mm -hmm. I had to phone the event, tell them what was going on. I explained the entire situation. It was horrible knowing that I had no ID, I was abandoned in a country. But what I loved about my dance community was they all came forward, gave me a place to sleep, let me put my suitcase down. But that was absolutely horrible. The other thing that I always remember as a DJ, and I'm sure every digital DJ has experienced this, my equipment crashed mid-set in a very high-level competition dance. And when you have 1,200 people and it's the biggest event on our calendar, look at you. It is the most unrequiring thing to go through. So there are two things I can look at. The past one was nasty. The other one I can laugh at. But, um, yeah, they're the two horrible things that have ever happened to me. The worst thing that's ever happened to me since I started doing this podcast was earlier yeah. on when... I forgot to start recording for this episode <laughs> and we lost some really yeah. juicy things, I think. And uh, yeah. one of the things you said, you had a million ideas on how somebody can yeah. stay organized in their business. And you were yeah. talking about a few tips that you could give for staying mm. on top of things. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change around the answer a little bit. I'll start with the most exciting one first and move back to all the more boring stuff. So I think uh, first one is treat everything as a game. I know that sounds bizarre, but a lot of people go, oh, paperwork. And I've mentioned this before. Um, just have fun with it. Like people go, oh, no, I've got three hours worth of paperwork. Don't turn it into three hours of paperwork. Take it like a challenge. I've got three minutes to get through this much stuff and get it done. Then, oh, that was fun. Then make it a game. I've got to run around the block three times. Yes, I've done this. <laughs> before I start something because it makes it more interesting. It doesn't mean I go around, around the block again. It just gets me motivated. Do things that interest you. If you're a running guy and you're running business, you have to do receipts, maybe go for a run so it pumps you up and go for it. That's the most important thing. Don't make business a chore. Don't make it like your last job where I don't like doing paperwork. Turn it into something interesting that works for you. And I'm sure Victor has his own things. I'm sure anyone listening has their own little quirks that they enjoy i don't like washing dishes here's one for you when i put on the radio i'm a dj it kind of helps i wash dishes and hoover like nobody's business because the radio motivates me so if you like a particular dance artist put that on it's a good tip for you number two get organized as we already talked about you don't need some flashy piece of software that all these molds my friends go oh justin i'm getting into business i'm becoming a freelancer 
You don't need any flashy business. All you need is a spreadsheet. You don't even need to pay for anything. You can download free ones. I'm sure there's a million ones that Victor and his team can recommend to you that you can download for free and get organized. Little tip for you, though, particularly when you're doing as a freelance client, write the little date that you got to know them. Like, I've even made a date when I met Victor and I approached him online. It's in my little file. Because you never know when these contacts come up again. Let's say you met Steve in the March of this year and you, uh, John wants to contact him. Keep all those numbers in, in, in situ. You go, hey, you remember when you met in 2017? You remembered that? Hell yeah. Even better, get their birthday. Helps you. Just send them a little text. Hey, happy birthday. Here, having a great time. I mean, Facebook will probably remind you anyway if they're on Facebook. But the thing is, knowing these little facts about your clients really helps build that relationship. One of my... Um, I've kind of gone off subject here, but number two is keep a note of all the little facts. Like, uh, I might find out if they're a fan of a certain football club or they like a certain motor racing team. And you get a little nugget, so you can get a signed key ring by one of the drivers and send it to him. Ah, oh, you remembered that? He remember you for the rest of your life because you thought of something that was personal to him. It's a little thing I've done for certain clients that I use a lot. I send them stuff about their favourite football team or I send them a link on email. doesn't have to be paid for. Hey, did you check out this news about so-and-so football club? Oh, thanks, mate. I didn't know. Learning your client really helps. And I think the third one kind of goes with organisation is that don't be afraid of organisation. Don't be afraid of being disciplined. And... Don't be afraid of going freelance. Don't be afraid of anything that's setting you ahead of your goal. Don't look at any goals as an obstacle. Look at it as, I mean, all the great coaches say, start with the end in mind. Look where you're going. Oh, I want to be here. How do I get there? Don't look, oh, no, I have to do this, this, and this. Going, I want to be here. How do I get here? Always try and work out where you're going to get. I think they're the three things that do it. So, one, just get on top of an organization, make it a game. To learn your client back to front, front to back, up and down. Even the favourite colour or what their wife's middle name is. Helps a heck load when you're at a barbecue and you're chatting to people. And number three is don't be afraid to stretch your dreams. Stretch as hard as you can. Start with the end in mind and work out how to get there instead of what's stopping you getting there. I think they're the three things that have really helped me get through contracts, who've get me through tough clients, who've got me through tough times. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee the relationships you build at the beginning will help you in later life. So talking about the beginning, was it uh, easy enough for you to get into this uh, new lifestyle and, uh, and the business side of things, such as registering the business and accounts, marketing and this, and all the different balls we have to juggle? I think I'm inquisitive. I'm a bit nosy, so I'm always Googling it. But, you know, I've mentioned so many brands now that are in, in the space. So, you know, for me, getting, like, my business registered, getting a website set up, all these kind of things, I mean, there's a massive resource out there called YouTube, Google. Just go and do it. And people are scared to do it. And if one guy doesn't work for you and it seems overly complex, go and find another one. There's loads of it. There's loads of podcasts out there helping you um, find out how to get better at something. And that's what it did. So I just consumed an infinite amount of, of, of information. And then I saw our advice. You know, I've got friends or family I didn't even know we were accountants. Um, I was chatting to mum about it. 
And she said, oh, so-and-so's an accountant. I said, awesome. And they gave me a free half-hour phone call when they would charge hundreds of pounds. And so sort out your network. And I tell you what, if you go out and look, you'll be amazed. You might have a friend that's like a beast in like, you know, learning how to receipt things. Snap them up and find out from people. Use your local network first and do it. So for me, doing all the registering of business accounts, setting up, you know, filing accounts and receipting wasn't a challenge because I just reached out to my network. For other people who are all just and haven't got a network, trust me, you have a network. You just don't know it. You have an awesome resource in Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I could go on about social media all night. But don't be afraid to use it. If you're scared to use it and you're not like a reaching out person, then just do it slowly. Ask your mum and dad if they're a close relation. Oh, Justin, I'll talk to mum and dad. Ask your brother or sister. Or don't, don't always look for negative. If not, chat to someone on the high street. There's loads of resource out there. Uh, if you're really hot on this stuff, you're a natural. Just keep doing it. That's what I'd say. Yeah, building a network is pretty crucial. And uh, oh, you were saying earlier huge. about that it's not just about going to networking events. You can network all the time. You can network with anybody and everybody. Oh. I'm, again, as you see, quite an out there guy. I'm not afraid to walk up to people and ask. And I think relationships and getting to know people is, is big. You're going to encounter people um, of various different personalities in your freelance life, from the difficult client uh, right through to the client who's basically going to be your drinking partner down the bar once we can go to them again. And you've just got to learn to adapt like a chameleon in every situation. The more adaptable you are to a situation with a person, the better you're going to be. And I think building relationships, you know, like I said, with that spreadsheet, dropping an email, uh, dropping a text, dropping a WhatsApp. Hey, how's, how's it going? I think I was just chatting to a client a couple of hours before I came on. And, and he's like, how's things? Or, you know, had this going on, had this going on. Some might be more professional than others. I'm in a very casual industry, so it's kind of cool. Maybe if you're in IT or service management, it might be a little bit more, you know, professional. But don't be afraid just to reach out to people and just chat. That's what it is. There's a great misnomer from dating and i give this to all men when you're talking to a girl it's not it's a conversation not a competition you know just chat to people they're not there to knock you down or hurt you if they're not interested you'll know about it fairly well if you're fairly socially trained oh but justin i don't have social skills yes you do you are a complete natural you have a mouth it was put there for a reason use it but also use these very important um, I am still learning this skill. I need to listen more instead of speaking as well. So, yeah, relationships, learning how to communicate and learning how people tick. Millions of books and YouTube videos and body language and how you use it, really effective. I think I've got a book somewhere. Yeah, this one. I will recommend it now on the podcast. Put it in the show notes. It's back. Oh, no, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. This is based in the 40s or 50s. Not much politically incorrect there, but I have outlined bits in the book I've really found useful. And um, I tell you what, I keep it in my little library to my side here because it's, it's fantastic and it's helped me a great deal. And some of the tips are like, well, I only get like two or three pages. Yeah, really good book. And as you make more friends in your business or your industry, it kind of forms a support network as well, which kind of inspires you and gives you yeah. feedback and helps you along the way 
certainly. Um, I know there's been a massive focus on mental health, uh, specifically with the last two years and what we've been through. And um, when you're in the freelance bubble and you're working, it's going to be tough sometimes. Those clients, some of them are going to become your closest friends. And I have uh, a team of, of DJ students who I train um, who want to do this as well. And they've become some of my closest friends and network. Yeah, you're never going to regret reaching out to those guys. And I tell you what, we can talk about business and freelance all day long. But the relationships and networks you build are going to be there for you for life, even after they've stopped being a client. I've had people who run dance events who've stopped, and they're my friends today. And sometimes, hey, come out and see me on holiday, and we just chat and hang out. And it's really important. Don't be worried about having some downtime. It's not all work, work, work. I think too many people are obsessed with this hustle culture. Mm. Yeah, great. You have to work hard for it, but also learn when to turn off. Mm, and definitely. as Victor's just mentioned, yeah, it's huge. I'm sure you find that when you're freelancing. You need that time to sort of turn off the, turn off the gas. At the time. Yeah, it's vital. So a lot of people, when they're just starting out in freelance, uh, one of their main fears is the selling and the marketing side of things because it's such a, an important part of business. But it's yeah. oftentimes a side of things that people are doing for the first time. I know that you know a fair bit about the marketing side of things from your experience. Yeah. Could you cover a bit of helpful hints or guidance? Yeah, yeah I'm, I think I've been, I mean, if we work backwards, and I think a really important part of it has been um, the blow up of audio. I mean, crikey, how many podcasts are we seeing blow up during the pandemic? But not just before that. They've been going for like 10, 15 years, but all of a sudden it's a really big thing. And for any businesses who want to promote themselves, podcasts are a great way to engage high-value listeners. Um, I run my own podcast. I'll plug it. Sorry, Victor. Called Coachcast, uh, available on all podcast platforms at coachcast.co.uk. But um, the main thing is, is that audio is blowing up. Now we're seeing the, the big push towards live audio, such as a push of Clubhouse, um, the push of Twitter Spaces. Uh, you've got Stereo, which you're hooking up a lot of the YouTube channels. Audio space is huge. If you don't enjoy doing video, and as Victor will find out, post-producing video and doing all that is a lot of extra work. And I've come from a background of radio and TV. Oh, but Justin, I don't know what to talk about. Trust me, if you love Star Wars and you're a big Star Wars nerd and you go on Clubhouse or, or Stereo and start talking about it, people will come. And if your product is good, people will come. So, well, Justin, how do I start? I'm a big follower of Gary Vee's model. It's free. Just go to Gary Vee's website, and there's a 60-page deck on how to market yourself. And what you do, you create what's known as a mothership content. So you create this big, I don't know, podcast, let's say. Then what you can do from that podcast is clip. Oh, Justin said this. Mark said this. Victor said this. And take those clips and put them on Instagram, or you can put, um, you know, uh, quotes on Twitter. You can put quotes on Instagram. You can even do a crazy 60-second edit of the show aimed at younger audience than TikTok. Please don't poo-poo TikTok. A lot of people are at the moment. It's a huge platform. It is blowing up beyond all belief. So much so that Instagrammers who are massive are moving across to it. So then you can put a little 60-second thing on TikTok. So when it comes to social media, don't be scared of it. Create that big piece of content. If you like, like just typing, medium.com. 
Facebook's great. People are posting lots of long-form content. And you can link to this stuff in other things. What you want to do is have 12 pieces of huge content, like video or whatever, and you can cut them down. That could last you nearly 12 months. I mean, my podcast has given me enough material to market myself for three years. And you set it all up. Then you go, oh, what about posting it? Again, as I've said before to Victor in the past, make it a game. Or you have podcast scheduling. I think I use Combin Scheduler, which is free. So I just set it up. I go on the 12th and the 15th and 16th. What was that one? Do an Instagram. Combin Scheduler. It's C-O-M-B-I-N scheduler and i believe it's free i may charge i haven't researched it but the facilities i'm using are that there's also one called later which is used with the instagram guys they love it you can schedule posts so if you're not a consistent person just post up and set your posts and people go but just i got time to edit there's things that make audiograms i literally copy and paste in all my posts from my podcast I think it's a thing called Wave, W-A-A-V-E, and you create audiograms with it, and then you can post them on Instagram. And they've made the square for you, and they even give you subtitles. So when it comes to marketing, don't be scared of it. Treat it again. You've recorded your podcast, YouTube, um, you know, whatever, TikTok, and just break it down. Then Justin says, what if I'm a TikTok and I've only got a 20-second clip? Shorts are blowing up. If you're already a TikToker, you can move to YouTube Shorts. You're already built for Instagram. Their videos are a maximum of 60 seconds. You can even clip the audio and put it on Twitter or make your own podcast. I've got friends who are big on TikTok and they're dancers and they're just posting their clips to audio saying this is the music I use. Probably they get copyright striked by the record company. They get stuff. There's ways and means of marketing. And a huge one is document over create. If you're not good at coming up with ideas and you're not like me and you're coming up with all these different concepts, document your life. People are nosy. So document over create. Huge thing Gary recommends. Go out and record yourself making the podcast. There's another one for you. Go out and if you're big into Star Wars, I went to a Star Wars auction. There's nothing to be afraid of there. With marketing, there's so many areas. And if your content's good, and I say this, you've really got to focus on that, and you are genuine about it, people will come. If you try and copy what Victor or I are doing, like, oh, I want to talk about freelance because Victor's doing it, you're not going to win. Victor's passionate about freelance culture. I'm passionate about coaching and motivating and working as a freelancer. You've got to be genuine to what you're doing because people will see straight through it. It's a huge thing these days. You're on camera or on audio, they're going to hear it. So I think when you're marketing, don't be afraid. I mean, Victor, surely you've had to learn marketing. Has it been a struggle for you? Is it something you've kind of naturally been drawn to? Oh, great. The guest is interviewing me now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Don't worry. Uh, marketing, I had to learn. I learned gradually because it didn't come naturally to me. Mm. Uh, and I started uh, my freelance work 20 years ago before Google, before... Crikey. You know, Facebook or anything like that. Uh, so marketing was a lot different and a lot of people were still trying to market in a more traditional way. Mm. Um, as I say, it didn't come naturally to me, but over time um, I learned. But these days there are so many tools available that uh, you're kind of sport for choice in ways to market. Um, for instance, uh, what would you say to somebody who is 
shall we say, a more introverted or shy, who wouldn't like to start a podcast or wouldn't like to do videos or even audio stuff? Is there any kind of... If you're introverted, it, it can be a tougher world because um, I know as an introvert myself, yeah, you wouldn't believe that, would you? Um, it's very hard to be up and open all the time because when you're in a big crowd of people, you get kind of drowned out easily and it can be tough. Talk about it. If you're an introverted person, don't be afraid to show it. Don't be afraid to be the honest person, even if it's only a 30-second video every month about yourself and what you're going through. People think introversion is this big, horrible, scary thing. It isn't. And I want to talk to people now that are introverted with marketing and are scared about... You hear a lot that they don't want to be freelancers because, you know, they like the way the world works. We're more quiet. We're more sort of into our own world. Don't be afraid of that. So if you're introverted, if you're down, I'll speak to you in a nice, lovely tone of voice, is that sit down, think, that's what we do as introverts, and know who you are. Know what your passion is. Don't be afraid to show it in the way you want to. Just because I'm all bouncy, bouncy, happy, happy, doesn't mean you have to be the same way. And you can be you, and you can achieve great things, because... I think there's a need for less, yeah, bang, in-your-face culture because a lot of these social media platforms may scare you because you're going to go, oh, all these people are so chatty and loads of people are commenting for them. If you have a group of 10 people following you and they like you, that's like 10 people in your house. You know, people go, oh, you've only got 10 likes. Yeah, but 10 people took the time to look at your content. I think introverts like to overthink. <laughs> I'm the master of that. Don't be afraid of it. And don't be afraid of these platforms. And if it just requires one click and you did two seconds and you didn't want to post it, you still did it. So if you're really shy about marketing, you're not too hot on the whole, oh, I've got to talk to people, then choose a network that matters for you. Maybe start a private little WhatsApp group. Maybe start a private little Twitter group with your friends and just build out from there. And like, hey, I want to bring my friend in. I think Discord's very good for that. It's a gaming platform and... You can build a community of, of, you know, people who are into the same thing. And I think that's going to blow up because you can do voice, you can do video, and you have the choice on how you want to interact. Because with Discord, you can use voice, you can use um, video, you can just use text. So maybe to market your business, let's say you're an introvert freelancer, and you go, oh, I don't want to do all this. Go on Discord, start um, introvert freelancers. There you go. And, hey, I want to tell you, and maybe texting's where you feel safe. Well, can we open up a voice call? Yeah, let's start a voice channel. Oh, do you want to talk on video and just build it up slowly? So if you're an introvert freelancer, look at ways that works with you as a person because I think introverts can overthink, have less energy to invest in that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm, great stuff. Is there anything else you'd like to add or do you have any final thoughts about going freelance? I think the final thing I'm going to say is if your product is good enough, people will come. Um, focus on your product first. Make sure you're on top of what you're doing because the minute you cut that monthly pay packet, weekly pay packet dry, it's on you. And if people are saying it, if you're Margaret that makes great cupcakes and people are talking about it and they're saying you're ready to go, then do it. But your product has to be fantastic. And that's not you saying it. If you think your product's fantastic and it's a... Uh, load of rubbish uh you need to listen to your audience they're the ones you're selling it to they're the ones that pay the bills i know 
people who do certain things that think they're wonderful, but they've got no audience. Your audience have to do. The market wins every time, no matter what. All these platforms, podcasting didn't come big, it's because people are consuming it. So if lots of people are eating your cakes, then you go freelance. Product has to be awesome no matter what it is before you jump off and do the rest. That's my final thought for you. And then do all the other stuff. Because once your business starts to take off, trust me, you'll know when to open the account and start the business account. Get the taxes sorted. Life will tell you when it's ready. How can the listener contact you or find out more about you? Best way to do it is I do mainly everything through my podcast website. So it's coachcast.co.uk. You can get in touch via Twitter. That is at Juzzy P. Also, there's Instagrams at JP Smiles. And if you go on Spotify and interest in listening to the West Coast Swing music I do, just go to this website. I should have had it prepared. It is WA List on Spotify, hashtag. You can also find it on YouTube, WA List Monthly, and you can find it on Telegram as well. And the website's at Justin Peterson, P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N.co.uk. Thanks again for joining us, Justin. No doubt that will be very helpful to someone thinking of becoming a freelancer or is just starting. No worries. Thank you for the time, Victor. Take care.